0: Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at candacesanderson.com. Welcome back. My name is Candace Sanderson, and I'm sharing something a little different today. Recently, I joined an online group of about 150 meditators, many of whom, like me, have been students at Monroe Institute. When I joined, the group was in the middle of an exercise that Dan, the group leader, had proposed. He called it the gift. Let me read the instructions. In a meditation, imagine a box with a flip-open lid. You take the box, which is about the size of a loaf of bread. There's something heavy inside, about one-third the size of the box. The weight shifts as you rotate the box from side to side, and you hear the object slide and bump the lower end of the box. Random memories become conscious when I meditate on the gift. I'm wondering if you'll have the same experience. Give it a shot and let the rest of us know what you find. It sounded like a fun exercise, and as soon as I had a few minutes to spare, I sat down, read the prompt, and immediately found myself immersed in the exercise. I gently... Turned that box from top to bottom and from side to side. Whatever was inside, I heard and felt a thud as it hit the sides of the box I was holding. I put the box down and I opened the lid. The first thing I noticed was the lid is heavier than I expected it to be. Looking inside, I discover a strange rectangular tablet. That, I don't know, is made of some sort of very dark metal. It's a metal that I do not recognize. It's black like charcoal. It's smooth and slick, but it's not shiny. It's not reflective. I don't see any marks on it, but it feels familiar in my hands. And I realize I've seen this before. I've connected with this before. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I know this plaque, this empty slab of metal. Without thinking, I pull that heavy metal tablet to my chest and I hug it like you would a warm blanket. Something happens. I feel vibrations moving from this metal slab just like a cat that purrs when you stroke it. At this point, I have an understanding. Now, this happens quite often with me. Information comes in, and I don't know from whom or where, but I've learned to respect and trust what I receive. I do not immediately judge the information because that seems to chase it away. I want the energy to flow, so I nudge any of my thoughts or judgments aside the words Rosetta Stone come to mind. And I wonder, is this like the software program that translates different languages? Here's an aside. After the experience, I Googled Rosetta Stone. In its original form, not the language learning program, it is a standing stone slab made of a material similar to granite but it has more dark minerals than granite, thus giving the stone its black color. Well, that dark color certainly checks out. The original rosetta stone is also taller than it is wider. In other words, it's a rectangle, just like the gift in my box. Google says the rosetta stone symbolizes different things for different people. And today, the term Rosetta Stone is a generic reference to anything that decodes something to reveal hidden mysteries. Hmm, hidden mysteries, that certainly checks out. Back to my meditation, I inspect the very dark metal tablet and I pull it really close to my eyes. Which way does it go? Is the short end the top? Maybe it's the bottom. Maybe it goes sideways. I turn it over. Is there a front and a back? Not that I can tell. Front and back look identical. It is extremely thin. I would guess an eighth of an inch, if not smaller. But why is it so heavy? It is sturdy, and I can't bend it. Not that I try too hard on the first time, but then I gradually exert more and more pressure. No, it does not budge, but it is so very thin, yet strong, strange. I realize my curiosity comes from my 3D brain, and it's that underlying desire to figure things out, to see how they work. To analyze them. I get that from my training as a psychologist. I thought I had pushed my analytical mind aside. Guess not. Then a message comes. That is not how this works. Immediately, I drop into a familiar state. A condition that is almost second nature to me. I find myself in a full-blown, out-of-body experience and I am zooming across the cosmos. A scene from the children's animated movie, Peter Pan, flashes before me. I remember when Peter stands on the windowsill outside the children's bedroom. He grabs Wendy's hand and she takes her brother Michael's hand and Michael grabs the little brother's hand, John. John's free arm is wrapped around his teddy bear as that gang flies out the second story window and they head toward the second star to the right. It's upward and onward to Neverland. I realize that's how I must look flying through the cosmos. I'm just like John, but instead of a teddy bear, I am hanging on for dear life to this strange, metal tablet. It, for some odd reason, comforts me. Another message enters my awareness. Yes, now you're getting it. Now you understand. I can communicate with this tablet, but these communications are much different than those of my messengers. This is odd. This tablet itself is very different. Is this tablet who or what is talking to me? I have no idea. Another understanding washes over me. This thin, dark metal tablet is some sort of technology. It's not a spirit or my higher self or a guide This is not a cultural icon or a guru or a saint. This is technology. I don't know what to think of this. The dialogue continues. Wisdom lies within this tablet. But you know how the saying goes, garbage in, garbage out. I can only laugh at the remark. These words are so different from the wisdom keepers of my past. If I were inventing this exercise, I would certainly not go in this direction. This is bizarre and a little funny. Another message comes in. Think of this tablet as a modern day version of the Dead Sea Scrolls. We have imprinted knowledge within this device. Okay, this answers a few questions. We have imprinted knowledge, so it is not the middle tablet speaking, but whoever or whatever imprinted their knowledge in it. Just like with computer science or any system, really, the end product is only as good as what goes in. Garbage in, garbage out. But In their own words, this tablet, wisdom lies within. How do I get the wisdom out? And what is this about it being a modern day version of the Dead Sea Scrolls? Here's another aside about the Dead Sea Scrolls. People have found parts of approximately 950 scrolls. And these manuscripts were written on materials of that time. Over 2,000 years ago, what did they have? They had leather, papyrus, and copper. Many scrolls were damaged or destroyed over time. Well, this metal tablet would certainly be an upgrade over those original materials. And it is significantly less likely to disintegrate over time. I guess it is the modern-day version of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Talking about the wisdom within the metal tablets, I hear, it is available for all. All, that is, who hold the keys. Hold the keys? I don't have to wait for an answer. A download of information arrives in a flash, complete and whole. I see a large group of people, hundreds of people, who by the looks of their clothing, come from very different backgrounds and cultures. I also see timelines, literally, like someone making edits in a movie where they superimpose written comments. As I zoom in on a specific person, a date flashes above them. It's a year. I think it's the year they were born. The people are all moving about, all grouped together, and the dates above their heads sometimes block the dates of the others. I see one that is 1423 BCE, another 1875, 2002, then one in the future 7849. Dates in the past, dates in the future. That 2002 date rules out that any of these people would represent my past lives. Or my future lives, but who are they? I wonder. The answer comes. I'm told that these people too have the keys to the gift. Remember that saying, today is a gift, that's why it's called the present. Well, that adage drops into my mind, and with these thoughts, I slip into the present moment. Time changes. Seconds stretch into minutes, and minutes morph into hours. Another message comes. There is no time. This is only a construct for those humans on your planet. Those humans on your planet, that does not tell me who this is, but it does suggest who it is not. This message is from someone or something who probably never was human. But I think about what they say, and I realize that's the key, the present. That metal tablet is the gift, and the key to open it is the present, the present moment. Yes, to open it, you must be in that present moment. More messages. Step into the present moment and let everything else go. Let the future lead you. Widen your vision. Allow input from other sources. You did this. Now you know why and how you did. Allowing non-human intelligence to influence your human qualities makes for an interesting combination. Wow. That is a lot to say, and it takes me a while to process it. I'm still processing it, but this is what I have so far. When they said, you did this, yep, I get that one. I do know how to fully embrace the present moment so that I slip from the hands of time. I'm no longer in their grasp. I can float in a peaceful space that is devoid of any semblance of time or space. But then the now you know why and how you did this is a little bit more complicated. But my gut tells me precisely what it is. It's something I did less than two days ago. I'll explain that in a few moments. When I am in the present moment, that's when I'm able to expand and drop into an out-of-body state. That's when I travel to places unknown, yet familiar. I've had experience, and it gets easier each time I venture beyond the 3D. But this last sentence about allowing non-human intelligence to influence my human qualities and how that makes for an interesting combination, this I need to process quite a bit longer. Non-human intelligence. That must be who or what this is speaking to me. Non-human intelligence. This must be the source that stored that wisdom in the metal tablet. They are the wisdom in, and we access the wisdom out by our keys to unlock time. In the not-so-distant past, just the term non-human intelligence would have freaked me out, but not so much now. I actually think it's logical. This non-human intelligence continues. Many people see us as religious figures, like angels or guides. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a common misperception when they come in contact with the source that they consider all-knowing. But we say to you that technological advances may indeed appear holy and sacred from your Perspective. We see them like angels or guides. Them, plural. So it's not like this one huge godlike figure, it's a group. But what does that mean? Is it like that group of people I saw with the years dancing above their heads, hundreds of people? A group? Is that a dozen? Is it a billion? But as those questions pop into my mind, I hear what I think is a chuckle. Then I see droplets from a wave breaking in the middle of the ocean. For a brief second, those droplets think they are separate. But hold on. In another second, those droplets are home. They are part of the ocean once again. They always were. But for that brief period, their perspectives changed, and they thought they were something else. Is this vision about us as humans, thinking we are individuals, but we're really part of all that is? Wouldn't that also mean that we're part of those non-human intelligences? The message continues. Things that have yet occurred on the earth plane could, of course, be interpreted as from a holy source. Things that you have not been exposed to would appear miraculous when you do not process the vocabulary to describe it, to understand it. That interpretation is okay. That interpretation is understandable. But you have a key. All humans have the key. It's right in front of their faces, but they don't know it. They don't see it. They don't believe it. They don't trust it. But it does not mean it's not there. With these last few sentences, everything starts falling into place. Puzzle pieces land in just the right spots so that the picture begins to come into view. I saw my last 48 hours and now I understand. You see, my mother-in-law passed away less than two days before I engaged in this exercise called The Gift. A couple of days before she passed, I began receiving messages from her loved ones who waited for her on the other side. They told me and showed me some of their preparations for her homecoming. Although I was in Florida and she was in Kentucky, I was in the 5D to witness her transition. I observed several people in spirit who came to accompany her on that final journey. I saw my mother-in-law's face light up with recognition of seeing her family and friends. I saw the place they had prepared for her. I was in the middle of it, the sights, the sounds, the smells, the laughter, the love, the celebrations. There is much more to this story, but that's for another time and for another audience. This exercise gave me multiple gifts. First was the gift of the metal tablet, my personal Rosetta Stone, imbued with wisdom from non-human intelligences. Second was the gift on how to unlock this wisdom, the key. It's time-sensitive, meaning the more sensitive you become to the 5D, the less reliant you are on time. Dropping deep into the folds of the present moment grants access to that field of energy where everything and every time is connected. That's how you activate your Rosetta Stone. That is the key embracing the present moment. My third gift is the understanding and the validation of the wisdom that is accessible to all, not just those hundreds of people I saw with the dates floating above their heads. It is a gift that each one of us possesses. Every single human on this planet has access Those smooth surfaces of that heavy, thin black metal tablet. This was my Rosetta Stone, imbued with energy and frequencies from a source much greater than we are. It's an intelligence that supersedes what we're capable of understanding with our limited senses, yet we still hold the keys. I dare say that we each have our own Rosetta Stone. Each one is personal to you. Perhaps it's a seashell, a feather, an object from a dream. Maybe it's just a thought or a feeling. But regardless of what your Rosetta Stone is, the key to decoding its hidden mysteries is to take a deep breath and slide deep within and bypass that chatter in our brains. We can tune into the wisdom that's right in front of us as we expand our consciousness beyond the 3D. We can step into the 5D where we can exist in ways far beyond the physical. Although I know this to be true, my gift was the validation of my experience from a couple days before as I step beyond the boundaries of the 3D to watch my beautiful mother-in-law as she arrived on the other side, to watch her transition to the most beautiful being of light that I have ever seen. That was my gift. I wanna thank you, Dan, for offering such a thought-provoking prompt, nudging our greater selves to take the helm and provide answers. And I wanna thank you, my audience, for tuning in. Remember the importance of being kind and using kind words. That will help move our beautiful planet into higher vibrational spaces. Feel free to share, subscribe, and comment. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.